The Rams absolutely need to sign this key free agent. Will they? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor and subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. Join the party, getting close to 12,000 subs. So go subscribe over there and drop your comments down below. Which current Rams free agent do you think they will bring back and they should bring back let us know my name is Doug McCain you can follow me on x at dmac underscore la been covering la sports for over a decade si 24 7 sports dodgers nation now the rams four locked on and as always i'm joined by the rams pre-half and post game show host for the rams flagship radio station espn 710 la he just finished his eighth season covering your los angeles rams the people's champ mr travis rogers you can follow him on x at travis rogers and on today's show more horns up horns down what went right what went wrong for the 2024 rams and the three rams free agents that are in the pff top 100 that's coming up but first this episode of locked on rams is brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code all lowercase locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars now travis we're going to talk about these free agents in a second here but i don't know if you saw this Kobe Turner at the Kings yeah, game, singing the national anthem. Our <laughs> guy lived up to his name, the conductor. He's got to drop an R&B out, maybe a Christmas <laughs> album, put him on American Idol, but was very impressed with our guy, Travis. My oldest son was at the Kings game that night, and he comes home. He's like, dude, Kobe Turner was amazing. He absolutely crushed the national anthem. Uh, I did get to see it. He was terrific, and uh, he can go sack the quarterback, and he can sing the national anthem. He is a, a man of many talents, uh, and I love it when those big, nasty guys on the inside all of a sudden show this incredibly uh, soulful, artistic side to themselves. It was It was great. Good job, Kobe. In the future, I want to see him be the first player to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl that he wins. That's my goal <laughs> for Kobe okay. Turner in the future. But we're going to dive into this first topic. PFF, they released their top 100 free agents, yeah. and the Rams have three players on that list. Number 23, Kevin Dotson. Now, Kevin Dotson, he was an absolute revelation for the Rams. He played at an all-pro level this season. He started most of the year. He was top 20 in pass block efficiency. He was the highest-graded run-blocking guard. I mean, he was incredible for the Rams. Now, the question is, do they bring him back? Now, I think for Dotson, they are going to make a... Big effort to bring him back. They're going to try to retain him, but I don't think they're going to exceed $17 million per season, something in that range. But if it's something reasonable, 12 to 15, something in that range, I think they consider signing him. They need to. I mean, he's an important part of what they do. That Let's go back a little bit. When they added Austin Corbett a few years ago, uh, when they got him from Cleveland, 
put him in at guard, and the offensive line all of a sudden was a lot better. And he was another one of those guys, the everydayers will remember this from yesterday when we were talking about it, that just the nasty factor went way up with Austin Corbett. Well, Austin Corbett signs with Carolina as a free agent, and the Rams' offensive line regresses. And, and I'm not necessarily saying that one plus one equals two here, that you need to have that guy at guard that's going to change everything. But I think it's a good indication uh, and a good example of what happens when you do have good players, when you have good players at important positions. And we know how important the offensive line is for every team. We know how important the offensive line is for the Rams in particular because of Matthew Stafford and his ability to do things with time because they have a high level running back in Kyron Williams all of a sudden. And just the consistency that came along with this team this season, a lot of it had to do with the addition of Kevin Dotson. I really hope they bring him back. I, I don't know if he's the top priority, but I bet you you're not getting past, you know, priorities two or three before Kevin Dotson's on that list. I could not agree more, Travis. And I think that not only have they gotten a year to just see what he's like off the field, on the field, during practices, they know what his character is like. You said a couple of shows ago how nasty he is. And I think that changed the complexion of this offensive line. Also, he's a perfect fit for their gap scheme, right? You had yeah. Sean McVay going from a wide zone run scheme to a gap scheme. And when they made this trade, people out there were like, what the hell are the Rams up to, right? I mean, we know they want a better offensive line, but Kevin Dotson, what's the move here? Well, they knew he would have been a good fit with this running scheme. And he was always good in pre pass protection, but to see the strides he's made as a run blocker. He was a perfect fit. I truly hope that he's back in horns next season. Cannot agree more. Let's get it done. Let's focus on Kevin Dotson back to LA. Now, yeah. the next highest Ram on that list was safety Jordan Fuller coming in at number 79. And we know Fuller is someone who's a ball hawk, right? He's someone that can make plays. He's not an elite safety, but he's a serviceable safety. Only problem is Rams don't invest in safeties, right? If he's cheap, absolutely. But what happened to Taylor Rapp, Nick Scott, John Johnson, Quint Lake has emerged. I just don't yep. see them overpaying for safety like Jordan Fuller. I think you're right, and I think this is one of those we'd like to keep him because he there there is some consistency that you want to maintain at the back end of your defense. There is something about having a guy that's familiar with what it is that you're doing, especially if Raheem Morris is somebody that uh, ends up getting a head coaching job somewhere else. You got a new DC that could be coming in and having some guys that just kind of understand the philosophical elements of what you're doing uh, as an organization I think is important but he may get priced out for all the reasons that you said, because he is a good player, because somebody may give him a little bit more than the Rams are willing to go to. I wouldn't be surprised if he's somewhere else. I hope he comes back, but this is going to be one of these decisions that Fuller makes. That's probably better for him as far as money, as far as security, as far as term goes that maybe the Rams can't get to. I hope to see him back, but I, I don't know if the Rams, you know, do that thing. Well, ah, just give him a little bit more. I think they're pretty, pretty judicious about making those tough decisions at that position, like you mentioned. Yeah, and it makes you wonder. I mean, he's someone who's been a leader on this team, a multi-time captain. The Rams, they've ran two high safety looks more than any team in the National Football League. So maybe for Jordan Fuller, you say, okay, this is a team that I fit. This is a team where I've had success, right. and you try to come to terms on a deal. But I don't think if there's any type of major hometown discount there, he would take it. But I do think that the Rams are going to probably be looking elsewhere. And then you got Coleman Shelton. Coleman Shelton, center, coming in at 97 on the list. And the interesting thing is the Rams, they signed Shelton to that two-year deal last yeah. offseason. And with that deal, he would automatically void that 2024 year if he played at least 55% of the snaps. Well, he played in 
at least 55% of the snaps. So he'll be a free agent. He's someone who has versatility. He can play the guard spot as well. Makes you wonder, do they bring him back to try to maintain some continuity along this offensive line? Or they go the Austin Blythe route, right? Where they say, okay, we're just going to rebuild. We're going to draft. We're just going to start a new at this position. Or you can put Steve Avila right there at the center spot too. That's an option as well. Yeah, look, everything we just said about uh, Kevin Dotson, go ahead and say the same thing about Coleman Shelton. He he was very valuable to what they did. I, I think that there's, you know, we talked about consistency with Jordan Fuller a second ago at the back end of the defense. Well, you know, multiply that by a factor of what, two, four, ten, whatever it is, that having consistency up front I think is very important. The Rams' offensive line was good. And it was particularly good in the middle. It was particularly good at that center and two guards. And now all of a sudden, two of those three guys are potential guys that can end up somewhere else. Uh, again, this is a place where I would prioritize. You don't do something crazy, but you try to get it done uh, with, with a guy like Coleman Shelton because I really do believe that, that that middle of the offensive line was a big reason why the Rams had the, as much success as they did. I would very much like to see him come back. It absolutely was, and for him, it's the versatility. So you bring up yeah. the word optionality, Sean McVay's favorite word. And also, he was very successful in that gap scheme run game, and that's what we're going to talk about next here on Locked on Rams is how much these offensive linemen helped Kyron Williams have a breakout season. How good is Kyron Williams? Is he a top five running back in the NFL? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, let's talk about Prize Picks, DMAC. I could tell you that uh, Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is. Uh, but let me just make it simple it's super fun. Prize Picks is fun. You can win money playing Prize Picks. It's the most exciting and easy way to play daily fantasy sports that I've ever used. Here's how easy it is. You put the Prize Picks app on your phone. You go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and you look at the statistical projections and you decide, okay, I think that player is going to have more or less than that number that you see next to their picture. That's it. You pick between two and six players and you could win up to 10 times your money. Let's say you like one in basketball. You like another one in football, right? You can now do combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. Price picks also offers you a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play. Even if one of your guys gets injured for football and basketball games, right? If you have a player who exits the game in the first half, and doesn't return in the second, that player gets rebooted. Prize Picks is the only DFS platform with an injury assurance problem, uh, policy, I should say. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Have fun, win money. Prize Picks is the way to do it. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Think of making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also, as always, a special shout out to our everyday listeners out there. We see you guys still watching all the podcasts, listening to all the podcasts. We cannot thank you enough. And you should be an every listener too, because this is going to be one of the most exciting and fascinating off seasons and Rams 
franchise history. So be sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you're staying locked in so you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. And also, reminder that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You got the Lakers, the trade deadline coming up. Will they trade Delo? I think they should, but you got the Dodgers, Locked on Dodge at UCLA, which I don't know what they're talking about. Maybe talking about like softball or baseball at this point. I mean, what do we have in Westwood? But definitely check that out for sure. But Travis, here in our you know, second. You know segment. who wants to trade uh, D'Angelo Russell, right? Everybody that's ever seen him play. Every <laughs> team that he's ever been on. That that's who wants to trade D'Angelo Russell. That, that he's he's there and it's like, okay, now nah, let's get him out of here. That's that's D'Angelo Russell's lot in the NBA. Yeah, he's picking it up lately, but too little, too late. Why did it take a uh, Why did it take a, right. uh, a right. trade rumor really to uh, make a play like this? I mean, he's balling out. You got to give him credit. You can also talk about too the Angels. They made a signing yesterday for Miguel Sano, who they got their Otani replacement. I mean, that's pretty cool. And he's a lot like Otani in the sense that they both play baseball, which is kind of right. neat. But <laughs> <laughs> Angels have a lot to be excited. I'll sign more, yeah. but. Lots of great coverage on the hey, Lock Sports An- LA. Anthony Network. Rendon is going to be back any minute now. So they get very excited about that. Oh, Anthony Rendon. But my take on Anthony Rendon is he wants to shorten the season. Angels fans, they want to shorten his contract, right? <laughs> That's seven years, $245 million. But yeah. Travis, here in our next segment here, we're going to talk about what went right for the Rams in 2024. The horns up version of the season. And I think you got to start with, our second. this is our second installment, Kyron Williams and the running yeah. game. I mean, they found a running game. He was fantastic this season. Averaged 95.3 yards per game, scored 15 touchdowns. I mean, kind of looking back at the stats, like, they scored 15 tutties, man. Right. I mean, he was just productive all year long. The Rams, too, importantly, were 8-5 and five when he was in the lineup, including the playoffs. So he was incredible as a runner. He changed this season for the Rams. Also, it helped build a play action. You had Matthew Stafford have his best year since 2021. So, Kyron Williams, they found something moving forward. This is not a one-year wonder. I think he's a top 5-10 to 10 running back in this league the next few seasons. Because the Rams had Rookie of the Year candidates on both offense and defense, because Puka Nakua broke three rookie NFL records, one of which had stood for 60 seasons, Kyron Williams kind of fell through the cracks, I think, as far as like how important he actually was to what they did. Taking nothing away from Puka. Puka was amazing. Taking nothing away from Kobe Turner, who led the team in sacks and can sing. That, that, that's that's awesome. <laughs> Kyron Williams is the reason they won a bunch of games. Like you just said, when he was on the IR, when he was down, Rams looked dreadful. Not just not as good as with him as without him. They looked bad when they didn't have him. They looked pretty good when they started giving him the ball right before he got hurt. Remember, his big break and breakout game was against the Arizona Cardinals, and he gets hurt, and he doesn't play for the next month or so, and the Rams do virtually nothing during that month. He comes back, and they basically don't lose. And, and, and the game that they do lose, he's still incredibly important in that game against Baltimore and incredibly important in that game against Detroit in the playoffs. He might have been the most important person on that on that team, not named Matthew Stafford. It always goes through Stafford. Stafford's the most important guy. 
But I'm not so sure that Kyron Williams wasn't second. I know that, that Puka had a great year. I know that Cooper Cup is a former All-Pro and Super Bowl MVP. I know that Aaron Donald's walking straight in the Hall of Fame. Kyron Williams is the reason they had the season they did right after Matthew Stafford. You can't say it enough. He was amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, you talk, I love that take right there because I think that it absolutely can be true that just because you're not the best player, you right. can't be a more important player than so other players as far as how they fit into this team and what this team needed. And I think one of the everything. reasons why he did have so much success in this system was he did everything Sean McVay asked him to do, everything he wanted him to do, right? It wasn't a Cam Akers situation. It wasn't a Cam Akers saga where you saw Cam Akers in the game. It was usually a tell that he was going to get the football, right? Yeah. Kyron Williams is someone was an adequate pass blocker. He could make catches out of the backfield. He run. He ran the football with authority in this Physical. gap scheme. I think from an attitude standpoint, he's someone that was just trying to help this team win football games. And I think that's the kind of mentality you need from a Rams running back in this system. And I can't say enough about the future for him. I mean, everyone's just, it's almost like just because he's a sophomore, he doesn't right. get the attention because he's not a rookie. Right. But he, and he really a rookie was a rookie. He did get those opportunities. Right. And I know that by the, the letter of the law, he wasn't a rookie, but keep in mind, he got yeah. hurt on the very first yeah. play of the season, like the whole <laughs> NFL season covering the opening kickoff against the bills. He got hurt. And he missed almost the entire year. I know he came back at the end, but he really didn't get to play all that much. I keep going back to Sean McVay when he was talking about, listen, I'm telling you, this guy is different. He doesn't say that about everybody. If he says that about somebody, listen. He said it about Cooper Cup as a rookie. He said it about Kyron Williams as a rookie. He said it about Puka Nakua this season as a rookie. If Sean, if, if Sean McVay is saying, I'm telling you, this guy just gets it. He's a football player. He's a big part of what they do. Listen up because he's telling you the truth. And, and and Kyron Williams was incredibly important to the Rams' success this season. That's a great point. I think that that's definitely a lesson if you want to speak fluent Sean McVay yep. is whenever a reporter asks Sean McVay about a certain player and then he brings up another player, that yes. tells you everything you need to know. I can't think of how many times last offseason or during training camp where – Sean McVay would be asked about Cam Akers and he would say a couple of nice things. He'd be really positive, but then he would sneak in there and don't forget a lot about Kyron Williams. I love Kyron Williams, what he does, you know? So yep, he'd always yep. bring him up as well. And I think that you see, you can see why he runs the ball with authority. The gap scheme is a great fit and Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. I knew they were thrilled to get that kind of production from him, but it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows for this Rams team in 2024. And coming up next, we're going to talk about what went wrong and I know Travis is very passionate about this topic. It's special teams. We're going to talk special teams coming up next here on Locked on Rams. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. 
And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for being Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So now we've got a horns down for the season. And this is the most obvious one. I had people in the comments yesterday say, how could you not talk about special teams for the first horns down? So I apologize, Locked On Rams fans, but we are getting it <laughs> in day two. And that, of course, is well, you gotta listen every day. You never yeah, know what yeah, we're gonna get to. You, it. Go. you gotta listen. <laughs> if we gave it all to you in one podcast, A, it would be 900 hours long, and B, you wouldn't come back tomorrow. You need to come back day after day after day. Click that subscribe button and become an everydayer. That's what I'm talking about. Absolutely. <laughs> and this special team, Travis, they were a special kind of bad last season. Oh, they yeah. missed 16 kicks. That was the most in the NFL. They finished last in kick return average, 16.1 yards, punt coverage. They also had three kicks blocked. Also, one of the games of the year, went back and watched it a few days ago, Ravens. I mean, you allowed a punt return for a touchdown in overtime. It was a nightmare all season. I think one of the first coaching decisions I was looking for in the offseason is, is where are they going to move on from coordinator Chase Blackburn? But you do have a rookie punter, a long snapper. You had a rookie kicker, and then you had to find a maher, and you went through that mess. So I think that it's a personnel issue more than necessarily probably a coordinator issue. Let me give you the positives first because it's not going to take very long and then we can get into the other part of it. <laughs> no, no, number one, everything that you said is true. That basically this was the, the Rams are the second youngest team in the league and who plays on teams? Backups, right? That when your backups are all young guys, your teams are going to be incredibly young. You just mentioned it. The guys, the, the operation, new long snapper, new holder, couple of different kickers, inexperienced. So, it's going to be green around the edges. So that is an explanation as to why they struggled the way that they did. There's the end of the list of why I think what happened is what happened. And you can kind of say, okay, I get it. The second part of it is, I don't think that they thought that that was going to be the Achilles heel that it became because I don't think that anybody really believed that this was a 10 win team. I think they thought if everything broke right, seven, eight, maybe in your wildest dreams, nine, but that they would be playing in a playoff game where it might come down to a kick, where it might affect play calling, where it might affect the outcome of a game. By the time they realized that was a possibility, there was really nobody to go get. There really wasn't a way to fix it. So that is the explanation. The, the reality of it is it has to be infinitely better than it was a year ago. Ethan Evans is, is, a, is a starter in this league. He'll be better at holding. The long snapper, assuming it's it's the same player, will come back. It will be better. The operation will get sanded down and smoothed out a little bit. The dude with the kicks needs to be better, whoever that is. Whether you draft a guy, trade a guy, sign a guy, the guy that's doing the kicking has to be a lot better. And I wouldn't hate somebody in the return game that gives you a little bit of a chance to do something. I'm not yeah. saying that there, there's a bunch of guys out there that are going to be, you know, the Devin Hesters that are going to just pop things left and right. But can we have a chance once in a while for a, a, a return that puts us in? We we're so on the 25, on the 20, on the 25, fair catch at the 10, fair catch at the 8, that you had long fields over and over again. The covering of the kicks, that'll get better with experience. That'll get better maybe with a new coordinator, but – it was in the three phases of the game. It was their weakest phase by a mile, and it needs to be a lot better in 2024. That's a great point because everyone's going to focus on the kicking game, and rightfully so. But seeing Austin Trammell 
catch one and then maybe he fumbles it and picks it up and the ends up at the 1820 and you look at the loss to the lions in the wild card game look at where the rams started those drives right they were all a lot of them were inside the 20 the field position yeah. game was in favor of the Lions. so that's definitely something that i think is worth addressing it's kind of the nature of the nfl these days right i mean it's not like it used to be as far as returning kicks and this and that and i think also the big question is do you want to pay for a kicker? They didn't pay gay, right? They didn't go out there, invest a lot. Do you draft a guy? That strategy didn't work last year either. The looking through the junk drawer for the Maher's types didn't work last year either. Do you pay a guy? I mean, that's the big question for me. Yeah, it's kind of like relief pitchers, right? You're never quite sure what you're going to get from season to season unless it's a, a made guy, and made guys don't come available very often. Um, you know, the gay thing in, in retrospect, probably a mistake because he is a guy in the NFL that you can count on to make kicks beyond 50 yards. And he's going to make most of not all of his kicks under 50 yards. So I, I think if they could have a do over on that, that might be at the top of the list, but you know, you, you're going to have to spend some money. If you want a good one, it's going to cost you a little bit. Uh, the good news is sometimes, like I mentioned with relief pitchers, a guy that was bad over there can come over here and kind of refine it. That's kind of what happened with Matt Gay when they got him the first time they had to cycle through a couple of guys before they landed on him. And he turned out to be a very, very good kicker. So, you know, you're never quite sure what you're getting until you got him, but you, you may have to go through a few guys before you get to the next one. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I mean, you look at the contract for Gay over $22 million for four years. They were never going to wow. go that route. The Rams firmly believe that their formula is we're going to find the guy, we're going to get him on the cheap, and we're going to spread out those resources elsewhere. Some things you just don't want to overpay for, right? I don't know if about you. Do you know about this whole Stanley Cup drinking uh, fad right now those like yes. cups those like 50 bucks you know what i'm saying like those are crazy i mean for that price i better get like the stanley cup the actual the one, the NHL cup, one. not a stanley cup yeah exactly right i mean this was like i got this like this is like four bucks you know what i mean it has the rams logo i haven't even seen a stanley cup with the rams logo on it so i'd rather have this but yeah. i don't think it keeps the thing cold or hot so, but i can't I, I didn't know about how my wife was telling me about this i didn't know about this man I, I saw one show up on my my daughter is in college and she came home for the weekend. All of a sudden, I saw this giant Stanley Cup, uh, a Stanley Cup, not the Stanley Cup, yeah. on my kitchen table. I'm like, "What is that?" And my wife rolls her eyes like, "You don't don't ask. Just keep going. Just keep moving. Just uh, you. This is gonna bother you once you find out what it is and what it costs. Just just keep moving." So I've uh, I, I've been blissfully ignorant of the Stanley Cup phenomenon until about two months ago. Look, I'll tell you something about me. Anytime I start talking like this, it's because I'm really jealous and I actually want one. So you want to give me something like this Stanley Cup. There's Starbucks ones that yeah. are literally going on the aftermarket for $399. Stop. Come on, man. Just what are stop. we doing? What are we doing? But yeah, so point is, do you really want to overpay for a kicker? Really? It's kind of my point. Exactly. So, but that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Locked On Rams house?